Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back for more scouting reports here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Joe DeLeon, Ryan Roberts. Today, tight ends. We're talking Michael Mayer. We're talking Dalton Kincaid. Before we get into that, though, folks, I just want to tell you about today's sponsor, which is Bet Online. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, updates that you're looking for in the sports betting world. You can bet on any game, basketball, hockey, football, whatever it is, you can bet on at betonline.ag. I know that we've got bowl season coming up, and if you're like me, you want to make those bowl games a little more entertaining while you're sitting on your couch, you're not at work, throw a couple bucks down, five, ten bucks. Don't need to put a, sell out the mortgage there. Instead, you know, have a little fun, enjoy the games like I'm going to be doing. Head on over to betonline.ag and use promo code believe and get a welcome bonus on your first deposit again that's bet online where the game starts all right ryan today we've got michael mayer we've got dalton kincaid two very very talented tight end prospects i want to start things off with michael mayer and Mm -hmm. michael mayer is being lauded as one of the top tight end prospects that we've seen in in a very long time very very talented player very, very unique player. But the one thing that I'm slowly starting to notice is a, a lot of volatility in how everybody views Michael Mayer. There is not a lot of consistency. And I'm not saying that some people see him as like a day three and some people see him as a first rounder, but there is a camp that has him as a top seven pick. And there's a camp that has him as a back end of the first round, 20 to 32 pick. Mm-hmm. I know, I think I have a sense of where we both stand on this. I think you're higher on him than I am, but your thoughts on Michael Mayer and his current draft projection? I think he's a top 10 player in this class, Joe. I do, man. I mean, there's going to be a conversation about evaluation versus valuation, right? Mm -hmm. Because he is a throwback style. There's no doubt about that, right? Like he's not Kyle Pitts type of tight end. And that we've seen that, that the NFL is now kind of valuing that kind of move flex piece a little bit more. Michael Mayer is a true inline attached Y that he's going to play at the next level. He can block. He got a lot better blocking down the stretch of the season. I thought he made dramatic improvements in that department. He's physical. He's pretty flexible for his size as well. Like he's straight line athlete. No, he's not going to be Kyle Pitts. He's not. He's probably going to be closer to like four, six, five to four, seven ish somewhere in that ballpark, which is fine for his size. I feel but like he's a little four. slower than that. I feel like he's going to be like so. more of like a four set. Cause we, so we were duped by Kyle Hamilton last year and sure. I don't want to do that again. I know that they are two completely different positions, but I feel like he's going to be like a four, seven, five guy just watching him run. He doesn't well, always well, go well, full speed. I will say that much. So it's hard to get like a full gauge because he's really good 
at adjusting the tempo on his routes. So it's hard to like really, really know. And he's not breaking away from anyone to say like, wow, watch him separate. It's like, oh, he makes a catch. He gets tackled or he kind of like shoves his way forward for a few extra yards and fights for those extra yards because he's so freaking massive. But he's 265. Right, well, he, here's the question though. Here's my question to you. Yeah. Does it matter if he runs a 475? No, because he's 265 pounds. If this was Dalton Kincaid, who we're going to talk about in a second – Mm-hmm. If he was that, if he was only 240, then I'd be like, that's terrible. That's horrible. But he mm-hmm. is, we're talking about here about a guy who is 265 pounds, is a hulking mass, is a presence in everything that he does uh, on the field as a, as a route runner, as a, um, as a ball carrier, as a blocker, like you're talking about. Like the size is what's his, is his, his, his advantage. His strength is, is his advantage, not yes. the speed. Yep. Well, no, and, and so that's why why he so he separates in two different ways, right? Because I agree, he's not a even though I mean he had a couple of plays this year where he's able to uncover deep, but for the most part, he's a route runner, and I think that's the first thing that pops off to me is that he is surprisingly flexible as an athlete for as big as he is. He can get out of breaks very well, create some instant separation, and I mean Joe at the catch point. It's just a mismatch, man. Like him yeah. going up for the football, he's got strong hands. He's big. He's massive. He's physical through contact. Like he can just finish your traffic at such a high, high mark. So he is a clear separator in two different ways. Is he a foot speed going to run right by every player type of dude? No, he's not. But again, he separates two different ways. He's big, physical. He's been super productive. I just think that some people are missing the boat on him a little bit, man. Because it's yes, is he the flashiest wide receiver of all time? No, he's not. But does it really actually matter? Because the one thing about him this year on film was everybody and their mother knew eighty-seven was getting the football. Every big play in the passing game, every third down, you knew it was eighty-seven all the time. Last year, you had a Kevin Austin who was like an 800-plus yard receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple options on last year's team where you're like, yes, it's probably going to Mayer, but there's still a couple other options in the passing game. This year, the wide receivers and the passing game just in general did not develop because of some injuries and some other inconsistencies. But you knew it was Michael Mayer, and despite that, still able to deliver consistently. So I don't – again, he's a different style than what Kyle Pitts was. He's a different style than what Brock Bowers is going to be next year. Regardless, though, he's a dominant football player. For how he wins, he dominates. And whether it's four six five or four seven five, really don't care. Really don't care. And I have a hot take for you, Joe. I don't know if you want yes. it now or after we talk about Dalton Kincaid. But no, I don't no, no. give it. You, give it to me now. Give it to me now. I bet you, because I mean, he's going to lose some weight to run, right? So it's you know he'll be. Like I think he. I think he needs to. I think he needs to get down to two fifty five. And I, I think any me having been through that process, like. It, having any strength coach is going to come in and say like, you're too damn heavy. Like it's great <laughs> that you're big and you're strong, but you don't need those extra 10 pounds. He's got such good weight on him though, man. Dude looks like Captain That's America. Tough. It's wild. Yeah. But here's my hot take though, Joe. I bet you he runs a faster 40 than Dalton Kincaid. I don't agree with that. I All right. That's fine. I don't agree. That's I don't fine. agree with that. I, there's there, no, I, uh, why? Why I got Why do you think that? I'm, I'm like actually like a little stunned here because like I, I there was like a huge to me when I watched the film, not a huge, but there was a, a noticeable difference between I, both. I think 
I think Dalton Kincaid is smoother than Michael Mayer because he's a different body type. I do not yeah. think he's explosive, though. I don't think Kincaid's explosive. I yes. think that Kincaid is incredibly lengthy. I mean, we'll talk about him, right? But like, yeah. he's got incredible length. He's got the body type. He's over six foot six. He has the long strides as well. But I don't consider him fast. I don't think he's incredibly fast. I didn't see him get on top of dudes a ton. I didn't. I actually saw. Him, I actually think Michael Mayer got on top of dudes more than Col- Dalton Kincaid did. I, I really do believe that. I, I understand. I understand the perspective you're coming from. I don't want to go too far yeah. down the the rabbit hole on on Dalton Kincaid, but to to circle back to to Mayer, mm-hmm. I, I do want to address what you were talking about. How it does feel like some people are are missing the boat on on Mayer yeah. because of his play style, and I think where a lot of people seemingly are getting caught up with him right now mm-hmm. is that he doesn't create a lot of separation because he's not that fast. Like he's he's not a super speedy. This is not Kyle Pitts. Who would run in the four fours, possibly lower, uh, freaky, speedy athlete? That is not him. He wins, and his separation is his strength. Like it is his ability to box guys out, to no matter the situation, to make firm catches despite being highly pressured. Like that is what mm-hmm. is his version of separation. He doesn't need a couple yards. He just needs a little bit of room, and he's making a play. And I even like tweeted out a clip of him against. Uh, USC, Drew Pine made one of the stupidest throws I've ever seen throwing into quadruple coverage. But Michael hey, Mayer. Hey, give give Pine some credit though, Joe. It was a it was a bad decision, but he fit it in there, man. He did fit it in there. I, I will never until the day I die give Drew Pine an <laughs> ounce ball, of credit man. for anything. It was a good ball. It, it was, was a good old, ball. It was a stupid decision <laughs> and a good ball. And it was I, a good I, ball, though. It was a good ball. Yeah. If that wasn't Michael Mayer, that was an interception. The, the, like that's the that's the difference there but my point is is that he on that play made this really contested catch and like that's just his film is littered with that he does that on mm-hmm. a week-to-week basis and i don't know why any team wouldn't invest in a guy like that no he is not going to take the top off of a defense like a kyle pitts instead he is going to be in a goal line to go situation or you need a first down you throw him the football, he's going to make a play, and he's going to come down with the fall. I, with the ball. I, I do I do still think, though, although he's not going to run by anybody, I think he can hurt you up the seam, though, because of the body that body type yeah. that he has, right? Like him matching up against a linebacker or a safety, you kind of throw the ball a little bit on the back shoulder, and you let him kind of elevate. He can still create some chunk plays. It's just, to your point, it's not going to be him running by guys, right? Like that's not going to be the way he wins. You know who he is to me, Joe? I made this comp the other day, and I, I, I like it. He's Jason Witten to me. That's who he reminds me of. Uh, if you remember Witten, man, because Witten yeah, was Witten really was a good decent. Hands. Witten was had great hands. Was a really good blocker. Physical. People remember though when Jason Witten came out of college, he ran like four six seven. So he was a pretty good athlete, you know, for his size. But the things lighter, that made though. a little lighter, yeah, he was like 250, 255, somewhere in that ballpark compared to Michael Mayer. But the things that made Jason Witten so good was he was super dependable in the run game. Really good blocker. But just incredible hands, strong through traffic, consistent. And he did some stuff after the catch, like Michael Mayer could also do because he's just so so strong, right? Like he'll break some tackles. So mm-hmm. Jason Witten for me, like I'll put it like this. Kyle Pitts has 1,000 yards on 60-something catches, right? Like that's how he creates his yards. Michael Mayer to get 1,000 yards is going to need 85 to 90 catches, right? It's going to look different. But it doesn't make it less valuable. It just makes it different, right? And yes. that's my biggest thing is that it, he's still a very successful football player, still a dominant football player. It's just maybe not the prototype that people are kind of 
gawking at it at this point. I think also many people would argue, and I would actually be one of those people to make this argument. Uh, Michael Mayer fits Atlanta's scheme significantly better than Kyle Pitts does because I can't I can't watch Kyle Pitts try to block in line anymore, man. Like he can't. They, they don't know how to block. use him, man. They don't he, know how to use him. He can't block at all. He really yeah. cannot block, and it's it's so frustrating to watch. But like Michael Mayer, like that's the value that you get is an aggressive blocker. I do want to address this before we kind of like just finalize his grade here um he is a very aggressive blocker and Mm -hmm. i think out of a lot very rarely do we see tight ends in the college game one utilized and asked to do the things that he does because a lot of times a lot of these teams run spread concepts guys are split out a lot uh, very often he's got a very willing and excited intent because he's so aggressive as a blocker but Mm -hmm. i still think he needs to clean some stuff up like i watched the, the usc game he has this horrible tendency and it's just so frustrating like Knowing that he's stronger than all these guys and then wrapping them and grabbing the back of their jerseys and not getting called, which is he should be getting called for some of those. Um, but if he was inside the, the chest plate and driving like an offensive lineman, which it, it's refinement, you can fix that. You can't mm-hmm. fix the intent. You can fix the technique. But like he really sure. needs to focus on his hand placement and driving a little bit more because right now he's just kind of grabbing dudes and throwing them around. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, I, I definitely see that. I will say this, though, from where he was to begin the year, because to begin the year, Michael Mayer was actually not a very good blocker. He wasn't. Yeah. He got better during the course of the season. And when you look at the tools that he has, right, the strength, the body the body type, the frame, the efforts, he has all those things that he could be a very good blocker at the next level. But, I mean, you're correct, Joe. It's not a finished product. It's not like day one, Michael Mayer is a dominant blocker in the NFL. And you never have to worry about him again, right? Like he needs refinement. He does. Yeah. But when you when you couple all the traits he has, you kind of just say, yeah, he'll be a good blocker at the next level. When you but when you thought about that with Kyle Pitts, you're like thin frame, doesn't have the power profile. He's probably not going to be a good blocker. But how Michael Mayer projects, he I think he'll definitely be a very sur- at least serviceable but good blocker at the next level. Uh, just to wrap, Mayer. My grade that I, I'm giving him, uh, I'm giving him a top 15 pick um, is where I see him, and, and that's not a knock on him. I think I'm just a little bit more in the middle on tight ends don't always really go that high, uh, even if, if we're really high on them and their value for various offenses. I think it just purely depends on who's going to value him as a player. Um, but in general, the reason why I'm not willing to go higher than it, like a top 15 pick is some of that refinement that needs to be done on his technique. And, you know, again, some like I do, have, I'm a, a tiny bit hung up on some of the separation issues, but the catching, the the possession catches that he makes, dominating those situations makes him a surefire top 15 pick in my eyes. You're a hater, man. You're a hater. What? <laughs> Why am I a hater? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I, I think we see it pretty similarly, man. Like I say, he's a top 10 player in the class. You think he's going to be a top 15 pick? Like we see it very similarly. I think that. I, I I think I just think he's a little better athlete than you do. Just slightly. Just slightly better athlete. Yes. Yeah. I think I think that's definitely the case. Uh our second guy, it sounds like I feel he is a better athlete than you think this guy is. Uh, Dalton Kincaid from yeah. Utah, a transfer from San Diego, and he's really come into his own over the last couple of years, and this year especially was the focal point of Utah's offense. They were doing anything and everything to get him the football. And I didn't, I intentionally avoided this game, but like, if you want to have some fun watching uh, this kid play, 
Watch what he did against USC the first time that they played where he had 230-something yards, which is unheard of for a tight end at the college level. Uh, Don Kincaid, though, I, I was impressed by how smooth and flexible he is as an athlete. And I know that he's six foot four, 240. He's 25 pounds lighter than Michael Mayer. But that fluidity, um, that flexibility really showed up on tape for me as a after-the-catch type of a receiver. Yeah. Yeah, he. So, this is this is my this is what I like about Dalton Kincaid, Joe. And then here is my concerns. And I was texting you about this last night a little bit. Okay. Yeah. He's got incredible length. Let's start there. Six six and a half. He's got near thirty four inch arms, near eighty inch wingspan. Kid's got a crazy catch radius, man. And he extends, plucks the football consistently. There's a lot of good to like about Dalton Kincaid in that regard. And he had a fantastic year for Utah this year. Was a, was a John Mackey Award finalist, right? So much to like. And I know why you like him, because he's a former FCS guy at San Diego, right? Or Torero or whatever the heck their names yes, are. Yes, yes. But I'm just, I'm just joking, obviously. But that's one way he separates, right? There's three levels of separation for me that I grade off of. One is the ability to be an athlete, right? To be, just be able to run past guys, to separate with natural athleticism. Number two is to be able to r- run routes, flexibility to get in and out of breaks. And the last one is to be able to extend and work up the ladder, the the leaping ability, right? I think that Dalton Kincaid has clear upside as a separator in the air. He can do those mm-hmm. things. Back shoulders, plucks the football at the highest point. All that stuff's great. I don't see a great athlete on film because I saw a lot of contested catches, a whole lot, which tells me, He's not really getting on, on dudes a lot, right? He's not getting on top of them. He is yeah. really, he is getting stuck at a catch point, and he's being able to extend. That's perfect. I don't see that, though, and I don't see a great route runner either. I think he's a linear athlete. I compare him to Kyle Rudolph, which nothing wrong with that. Kyle Rudolph is a good player in the NFL, man. He's a Pro Bowl tight end. He had 80-something catches one year. I just don't think that there's a high level of separation, and I also don't think he's a very good blocker for his size, which is troubling. It's troubling when you kind of cope those things all together. The the blocking issue I totally agree with, and I think that's mm-hmm. giving me a bit of a knock in his grade uh, be, because, to your point, he he's big. He's a really big kid, but he, he doesn't have the play strength to really bring a presence as a blocker. Like I, I think that he's a really poor blocker. He's not a very good blocker, and again, the strength issue is what comes into play as well as a lack in technique. But I give him a lot more credit as an athlete. I think linearly, I think that this is going to be a, a four six five kid. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, I think that he's got really good change of direction ability. Like I, I think a lot of his routes that he did create separation is not necessarily because of speed and getting on top of guys, but is because he's able to make firm, easy cuts. A lot of uh, you know plays where he's coming back to the football. Uh, I I really really enjoyed what he does. As, as a router in terms of his ability to make those cuts. So, like That's why I think I'm a little bit higher on him. Mm-hmm. Those contested situations, I'm not excited about because he's not the same level of, of uh, jump ball type player as Michael Mayer. But when he's open and he gets the ball in his hands, I think he's a very dangerous threat as an uh, yards after the catch type of a player. Like He can bring that type of a presence. But to your point, they probably need to scheme him open a little bit more than somebody like Michael Mayer. Right, right. I just look, man. Again, you know, comparing a guy to Kyle Rudolph, I think some people are going to be like, "That's an insult." But I mean, go look at Kyle Rudolph during his the best years of his for, of his Vikings career, and he was catching 
70, 80 balls. Like he was a good tight end, right? So I, I think that in the right situation, Dalton Kincaid will be a good football player. I'm just struggling because I just don't see enough levels of separation with them. And when you don't have enough levels of separation, it's fine if you're a one trick or two trick pony. That's yeah. cool. But then when you kind of put into the the forum also that he is also not a great blocker, that's where it gets tough for me, man. That's where it gets a little tough. You know, that's where I get a little struggling with it. So where where are you grading him out with all that in in consideration? Where are you grading him? He is a day three football player to me. Really. You yeah, have him as I, low as a day three player? Yeah, I, like a mid four, fourth round grade. Yeah. I'm I'm a lot more excited about him. So I, I have him as a as a third round player. I, I think uh, that that's, this a, that's is, not that off, man. We're round off. We're round off. I don't know if I don't know. It feels like there's such a drop off when you start talking about day three and it's just no, natural bias of, not, of how things are not, framed. Joe. We're talking but, about a round, man. We're talking about a round. I, I really because w- when you draft a guy in the fourth round, it, like mm-hmm. that's like a complimentary piece to your offense. I think that you draft him in the third round or maybe even a little sooner than that. Like this is somebody who can not a thousand yard receiver, but be I, I believe like a seven hundred yard type of receiver. He has that type of a ceiling in him. I think he has that potential. He's got a lot of things that he needs to fix and clean up. But um, I, I, I get I guess my a focal point. I guess what gets me stuck on him, Joe, because I agree. Does he have that upside? I'm not saying he doesn't. Because, I yeah. again, I compare him to Kyle Rudolph, who had that same upside. My question is, though, is if he doesn't land in the right situation and you also don't have the baseline of a blocker, I just – I don't think there's a tremendous floor to Dalton Kincaid. I don't because I don't think he has a sticking point as a blocker, and I think that there's one or two ways that he can create separation, but I don't think – there like he's not a multi-level separator, right? Like So I don't know. I don't know. That's what's, that's what's getting me stuck because I just don't think the floor is there for him. Yeah, those uh, the floor definitely makes sense into this equation. Uh, another great discussion on tight ends on today's show. We're going to have more scouting reports coming up soon. Just want to remind everybody that the show is presented to you by Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag. Use promo code Believe for a uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's going to be it from us. We'll be back for more folks for the rest of your week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.